0: Hey guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound. Your latest news update, as it is, his latest album is on the way. They are back on the cover of Rock Sound and I'm delighted to say we have Patty and Ronnie both on the line right now. Gentlemen, how are you? Fantastic. Hello. Feeling
1: great. How are you today?
0: Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Lovely to see both of you. And yeah, let's just dive right into it, man, because this is exciting, exciting times for you guys. It's finally announced. We can finally talk about the record that definitely does exist, which is very, very cool to see. Um, And let's just start with, I guess, the title. Uh, You know, I love a big, ambitious statement of an album title. It doesn't get bigger than this. I went to hell and back. Lads, talk me through that decision and how this sums up the record.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all in fitting with that. I missed 2003 thing. We, we need, we need long song and album titles back and we need them back now. So we're, 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 we're starting it out. We're setting that tone, but, um, yeah, I just think, uh, so I went to Hellenback. back is uh, a song on the record as well. Um, and it was just, it totally symbolized and totally, uh, wrapped up everything we were saying on this record in a neat little, uh, bow and things. It was fantastic. It was it, it made so much sense. There, there was there was no other title in my mind for the longest time after that was was there and sitting on the Dropbox um, made tons of sense because it was all about the struggle, but all about getting through it at the same time. Um, and I think, you know, fans of our, our previous albums and anyone who lived through the last two years uh, will will understand what that means and how that feels.
0: Yeah, very, very relatable statement and emotion on that one, man. And we'll get into the record as a whole. But I guess before we do, Ronnie, you know, this is your first time working full time on a record as a full member of the band, which is very, very cool. Um, Patty and I have had a conversation before about the kind of trials and tribulations and positives and negatives of working remotely in that way. How was it for you not only working remotely, but also finally coming in as a full member this time in that creative process?
2: It was really interesting because when we started the process, we were obviously in the same room. And, um, and it, it was like, the vibe was really high. Everything was going very positively. We were gearing up for uh, some tours in uh, Japan, Australia. Um, we had obviously intention to land and then go to LA for a month to record the record physically in the same room with everybody. Um, and then COVID hit and it kind of dropped on everybody's head. And it was like, no one really knew the climate and how it was going to go. So, um, we, Uh, we we were like, yo, let's just be the first band to record a record on Zoom, you know? And we were just like, we we were like hyping it up. We thought we were going to be the ones, you know? Um, Little did we know what the next, you know, two years would hold. Um, And then that would pretty much be like the primary uh, spot to write a record. Um, But no, uh, I think everyone was going through their own own problems, you know? And obviously their own struggles uh, collectively. And I think that uh, the one uh, place of solace that we could find, a little bit of love and a little bit of uh, light in where the Zoom sessions together. Um, it was a pretty challenging time, I think, uh, getting everyone on the same page and on the same feeling the entire time. You know, Obviously everyone is in a different city in a different state or a different country and they're all going through their own uh, challenges. So um, I think you can hear the ebb and flow of those feelings on the record where um, you'll have three or four songs that are super fucking angry. And then you're going to have two or three songs that are so sad, but then you're going to have a few songs that are really, they're decorated with happiness as far as the noises that you hear, but the undertones um, I think Tom Waits said it, uh, sing, sing me beautiful, sing me terrible things and beautiful melodies. And um, you know, uh, all in all it was, It was a hell of a record to be a part of Uh, me, uh, Zach, Patty and Ali, we had a really awesome rhythm going. Uh, And when we got in the pocket, um, I think it shines through on the record um, in many ways.
0: Yeah, man. Well said. Well said there. And I think that's something I want to touch on kind of up top here is that general soundscape you guys are playing with. Because, you know, of course, as we can hear from the singles, there's definitely distinct moments that sound a lot like what we've heard previously from you guys, which you'd expect but you're playing, especially production-wise, in like some really, really new territory for you, which I think works very, very successfully. But it's it's kind of interesting to hear. I guess why you would approach. I mean, there's very different types of beats on there. That, I mean, I mean, talk to me. I guess a little bit about your approach to the soundscape in general of this record.
2: You want to take out one, or should I? Yeah, I'll, I'll start off, and you'll 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 finish it off. How about that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was really cool letting zach into the band essentially as a a member in that sense um because without um uh without foley without a a drummer i know that like everybody plays like a little bit of drums it was like oh okay like these digital and electronic drum parts that take up in the entirety of some verses and the entirety of some songs for that matter like this is not only like fair game, this is actually like so interesting, like let's lean into this, let's explore this unapologetically. And not only that, while we're doing it, let's like turn the guitars up louder than we've ever done it. And that 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 dichotomy, that duality was like so much fun. Um, and just having the time just having the freedom and you know it's like what sometimes when we do a record it's anywhere between like five to to eight weeks but when you when that when that times out you're done the record stops we move on to mixing and mastering this was near two years of just like we can work on this in the the background or the foreground forever like this this record doesn't have to end let's like for better or for worse because Sometimes you, you need a song to be, to be done for better or for worse, or otherwise you will work on it until you make it worse all over again. Um, but to, to really just have that time and that freedom uh, to explore with different sounds, different instruments, uh, different things. And I, like different is, is what this band's always been, been about. It's like from record to record, Aesthetically and musically, let's evolve. Let's change. Let's try shit out. Let's get it wrong, but let's get it right at the same time uh, in equal measure. And it was just so much fun. Um, and and Zach added something so invaluable. I think you know maybe you don't know his name uh, just yet, but I think you're you're gonna pretty soon. This this dude is working on like only the coolest stuff that this scene this scene has to offer right now. So. Um, if you haven't already checked out, uh, everything he's been doing, uh, you probably know it already, but maybe you just didn't know he was involved cause he is, he's, he's one of the realest and one of like the nicest guys too. So to just have him in the band for like a year and a half was, was, was
2: really cool. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah. No, knocked sorry, out of the
2: running. park. No. Yeah. Knocked out of the park.
0: You Inver- yeah. Nailed it. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's fascinating hearing that kind of difference. I and mean, there's a really nice quote from you guys. Like I say, if you haven't read The Mag yet, do go and check it out with these boys on the cover. But there's a really nice quote in there saying how uh, the, while the last record kind of inevitably tipped its hat in a very nostalgic way to those bands that inspired you and made you guys want to do it in the first place, this almost feels like the opposite in a lot of ways. You know, get, tell me a little bit more about that because it does feel like a very forward-thinking record, you know?
1: Yeah I'll, I'll just say a little bit and I'll, I'll let Ronnie expand but I just think this is like one of the most exciting times to be a rock band or a participant of the rock scene like it has never been more diverse it has never been more interesting it has never been more experimental it has never been more rooted in the youth it's like this is so cool um, and the Great Depression as proud as I am it was looking back romantically at the past and let's Pay homage to all the bands that inspired us, um, and M S two thousand three does that too, but it does it in a way that's really embracing um, what's new, what is great about the rock scene, and what is here right now. And uh, it just makes you so excited to be a part of rock music, like like the the way I was, the way I felt when I was like ten or twelve or whatever, picked up a guitar for the first time. Uh, it feels and felt very much like that. It was it was very very cool.
2: Yeah, I think that um, to kind of piggyback off that as much as everything does feel new and fresh it's for the first time I feel like we are seeing that wave of what inspired and built us 20 years ago come back to the forefront you know with um, Avril and Travis Barker pioneering this whole crossover between like emo hip-hop and guitars and it's never been more exciting and a lot of the things that we like leaned into and a lot of the sounds and that uh, we were just doing what felt good in the moment. And if we felt that feeling that we felt like when we were first listening to music that inspired us, we're like, that's the wave. Let's just catch that. Everyone grab your surfboard. We're hitting the fucking beach. That's the wave we're catching today. And I feel like a lot of the songs that came out on the record are just an extension of that feeling, you know, uh, where you don't overthink it, you don't beat it to death. If it feels good and if it sounds good, you know, then let's just catch that wave and let's just ride it until we <laughs> just barrel roll off of it. So,
0: yeah. It is an exciting moment, I've got to say. It's nice to hear you guys, you know, have that excitement for being a rock band in particular because, yeah, I mean, it's been said to death at this point through this year, but it really is having a moment (laughs) in the nicest possible way. And that is what I quite liked about um, I Miss 2003 as well as that sentiment. It is is a little tip of the captain, some, you know, some nostalgia, but all those bands are inspiring this whole new movement at the same time, right? It's got to be an interesting interesting area to explore, but through the ears of this kind of newer record sound.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, like the the bands that got uh, probably all three of us on this call, like into this scene, bands like Blink and Green Day and things. It was it was always so interesting for me, uh, being much much younger, to 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 listen to the bands that like inspired them, like Descendants and No Effects and Bad Religion and Minor Threat and Black Flag and things. Um, and it's so wild now to to be older and on the other side of that. It's like, oh, you haven't heard about like all our favorite bands. Like you missed everything. Like it was the <laughs> coolest. It was the greatest. And that was that song. And that was that video. Um, where, uh, like, if if you're uh, interested in rock music right now, this what this is everything we wish we were doing. Um, this is the blueprint for everything that is happening now. Um, and if you missed it, like that's fine too. But like we 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 love this. This is in our DNA completely. Like we're lifers. This is it for us.
2: Yeah, I feel like I Miss 2003 is definitely like the passing of a torch where it's like, hey, if you didn't know these things existed, here's the torch. And now they do. Um, yeah. we, we, did a, we hosted a listening party uh, just this past week. And there was uh, a handful of listeners in the chat. They're like, I've never heard of this band, but this song's a banger. And it's like, that's production 20 years ago. You know, that song was cut, recorded and beaten to death on tour 15 to 18 years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's so incredible to see uh, a full circle moment like that. I mean, uh, that entire track is decorated with references, um, even sonically the sonic references. If you really play, play it close here, it's not just words, you know, it's also sonically a uh, massive, uh, homage track. And I remember, uh, we had like filled up this massive, like Google sheet of just like words and lyrics and references. And I remember stepping out, um of the room with Patty and Zach when we're out in LA. And I was just making some notes for the I don't care video. And 15 minutes later, I come back in and Patty had laid the bridge. And I just looked at everybody, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, does anybody know yet how special this is? And Patty just typing away, he's like, no, not yet. I just, I, I, not yet, you know? Like I have to hear it in whole, but not yet. And I'm like, this is fucking special. Someone get me in this booth, you know? Um, it was just such a special moment. Um, yeah, that entire song, it was, it's also the last one that we wrote on the record. Um, as well. Um, and Patty could touch on that a little bit more and w- what that means to us. But it was definitely the cherry on the top, I think. Absolutely. Well, well, you you highlighted what I think
1: is my favorite like dynamic and difference between us about us being in the studio Is I am just so like <laughs> hyper focused with the blinders on. I don't want to celebrate how good the song is uh, for another month. And, and you're just like <laughs> a cheerleader and a hype man. And I love it. And it was just like, oh, like you're you're letting me know how cool this is right now. But that was one of the biggest struggles about not being like there in person is like you don't have that like palpable sense of like, oh, are we like onto something or are we just like burning hours right now? And I think one of my favorite things to do with Ron is when we leave the studio, we have that entire car journey to decompress and decompartmentalize. It's like, okay, what was cool? What wasn't? Um, and when you come home from like a win, like it feels like, like you've won like a sports game and you're like on the drive home and you were just riding that vibe and that adrenaline. Um, that was like one of the highlights of it all for me. So I forgot what you, you wanted me to say, but you just reminded oh, me. It's, it's wild
2: to <laughs> think about that, you know, cause sometimes we would talk about it and other times we just, turn it up to fucking 10 and we don't say shit for 30 minutes. And we just bump the song over and over. I'm not a runner. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't really run like that, but we recorded a couple of these songs on this record. And after the journey home, I got back and I'm looking at Patty and I'm like, I'm going to go. I need to go for a run. I've got way too much energy. I'm feeling way too many fucking things right now. I've got to go and run this out. And um, you know, a few miles later and I I come back and uh, he's like, how, how was that? And I was like, I think I could probably go to bed now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My, my my favorite
1: moments of, of drives home were when you were just so fired up and so lost in the song or lost in your thoughts and the conversation, you would miss our exit. And I would just let you, I'd let you just keep missing it by like five or six exits. I'm like, we're like 20 minutes in the wrong direction. The Airbnb was like way back there, but you were just like so fired up. I didn't want to stop you talking. There you was
2: one it. time this guy let me drive 40 miles out of the way because I was just on one and I look over at him and he's just cracking up. And I was like, what What's up? And he was just like, um, you missed so many exits. Uh, in fact, we should remap this because we're so far away and we were like 40 miles away. Um, yeah, there was nothing quite like that. Um, I mean,
0: that's the ultimate thing. ultimate pull quote to put on the posters now, though, isn't it? It's like, bangers so huge, you'll drive the wrong way home. <laughs> <laughs> done. Marketing's that's, done. That's but I think when you're, grow-
2: when you're growing up, uh, especially like in small towns, obviously we're, we're Midwest boys, you know, uh, by, by roots and by nature, um, there was never really anywhere to go. You would just get in. You would pile in the car with your friends, and you would just drive. And there's no rhyme, there's no reason, there's no destination. You're just together, and you're listening to the music that brings everybody together, and you're just enjoying the company. So, um, and honestly, I feel that way about it. I miss 2003. I feel that way about the record, um, the way that uh, we we order the track listing. We try to pride ourselves on like no skips. If you think about I was just in conversation last night about No Skip Records, you know, and how passionate I am about, like, Yellow Card, um, Ocean Avenue, um, Avril Lavigne, Letting Go, um, Good Charlotte, um, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous, Um, Blink-182, Untitled. If you just go down the list, Boxcar Racer, if you just go down the list, there are no skip records. You just track for track for track for track you just find yourself in the moment with them as if like you're at the concert and you're just listening to um what would be you know the set list and I feel that way about this record as well I feel like you're gonna be able to listen to it from front to back and you're gonna be able to pile in a car with your friends your family and you're just gonna be able to get lost and maybe you'll you'll go 15 30 exits out of the fucking way I don't know you know um let us know
0: Yeah, let us know how far off maps you guys get when you hear this full record. So
2: embarrassing. I apologize so hard because he was also so fucking late. You know, (laughs) we get so far away and we have another session starting at like 830 in the morning. And it's like a two hour drive into this specific part of L.A. And I'm like, that's my bad. I know what I just did to us (laughs) in in our sleep schedule. That's my bad. But yeah, he's never been, uh, I think, so proud of my uh, of that, you know.
0: Yeah, something to be proud of there for sure. I think oh, yeah. it's in there, dude. Um, let's talk about some of these other moments that people maybe haven't heard yet. Now, I've mentioned with you boys before the track with Set It Off, which I've now heard, which is very, very exciting. In threes, again, completely in there with that new modern shiny production that really, really fits really nicely. Uh, again, just a little bit, I guess, a bit more specifically now, we can talk about it on this track, working with the Set It Off guys and with Geordie Pup as well, which is again, a nice little extra color brought into this uh, into this particular track.
1: Absolutely. Well, it was it's wild to reflecting because I think you can never really predict what song you're going to write. And I don't think you even have a lot of control over it, uh, really. And ultimately, we were going to write something really major and poppy and up there and sparkly. And this is like one of the most like somber and depressing moments in the song in the coolest way possible. Like I love where it went. But that was not the song we wanted, like, expected to write that day. But I'm so glad we did. It's, like, a, a highlight on the record for me. And being in there with, with Cody, I mean, uh, I've, we, we have so much history with that band. Like, first as bands, and then we became, like, friends uh, and, like, toured with them in a couple different countries. They took us out on our first ever North American tour, and then we did uh, Japan together. It was It was so much fun, but learned so much from Cody as well I mean that that dude is just he has this like childlike enthusiasm um but he's just he's he's really mastered his craft I learned so much and I, I think he's he's the guy that I learned the most from earliest on about how to be a, uh, the the front person of a band he like it wasn't just about Nailing the notes and but it was also what you said in between songs and I've just I just continue to learn so much from that band so to just like collaborate with them and just spend an entire day just on the sofa with Cody was like so much cool it's so much fun i I, I love the song too I mean that doesn't hurt, but just getting to like hang out with Cody all day was just so much fun. It's always even fun
2: as, even as an extension of um the, I think the staple that they are is like a live band, even um, them as songwriters and Cody as a songwriters. um, They've obviously invited us into rooms and in studios uh, the last handful of years. And I've just watched him develop as a songwriter. Um, And he's so incredible. And I like the childlike enthusiasm that he brings and the attitude and the energy that he brings has the ability to it transforms an entire room. I mean, everyone, it's a domino effect and it's just so contagious. Um, And I think that the energy that was there that day, um, obviously when we tour was set it off, um, a lot of the British guys were like, oh no, Ronnie was set it off. It's like the energy, (laughs) like our our energy levels, it's like eight, nine in the morning. We got like five hours of sleep. We have no coffee, but we have each other kind of vibe, you know? And yeah, those guys are, um, some of our best friends in the scene. um, And we're gonna be doing uh, quite a bit um, with them this upcoming year that we really look forward to. And I think that in threes was a really cool doorway. Um, And I think what happened with uh, me, Patty, Zach and Cody, and then eventually Jordy, um, turned into one of, I would say one of the most special moments on the record um, in a really cool way. And I'm really happy and really um, glad that we were able to do that because it was really last minute. It wasn't really planned. It wasn't something that we had been talking about for six, 12 months. It was a matter of us landing in LA, us wanting to get into the studio um, and bring something new to the record to really fill it out. And it was just like a phone call. And then it was, uh, you know, four or five days later. And then it was, I mean, after, I mean, I think we wrote this song in six hours, seven hours. Um, And it was just, you hear it and you're like, no, they spent six months on the song. And it's like, man, it was just four, five guys that are passionate as shit about the craft and the song and, you know, the words and uh, the music, even, yeah, watching even like um, Cody bring out certain elements, like he's very uh, vocal uh, with his production. And he's trying to like, I hear this thing in my head, I don't know what, how it sounds, but I'm just gonna do my best. And he's just like, oh, you know, and there's gonna be some, I'm sure some really funny videos that surface um, mm-hmm. about me being an idiot and how much I'm just like so involved. And I'm like, no, I have to hear it three more times, three more times, please. Um, it was, I think just, it was just fun. And I think that's what music and when you're writing it with your homies has to be. And if it doesn't feel like that, you can, you change rooms, you know, because there's there's a million other rooms and a million other writers. And I think that this is just a track of just right room, right people, right song, right moment. And I'm so excited for people to hear it, you know?
0: Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's nice as well, that obviously there's the connection with you guys. You know, like you say, you've all been <laughs> friends for a very, very long time, but it does feel like, you guys have both had a bit of a moment in terms of that development of the sound and everything i think personally i think their last album was their best one today i think they've really kind of developed as a band in that way and even in terms of the live show you know patty i mean like you say i mean cody is a front man I mean, on the one hand, it sort of looks like he came out of the womb commanding a crowd, but we both know that's not true. And that live show has developed and developed and developed and grown as, as your guys has. Really nice to see that collaborative process. I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, you guys must be hyped for this joint tour as well. Surely out in the States, right?
1: Can't wait. Absolutely cannot wait. Yeah. Um, and even just bringing Max over to the UK to do a couple of shows with uh-huh. us. I mean, like just looking back and seeing a drummer who has just like got the biggest smile on his face and just giving a hell, like they're just so much fun. They're the same people off stage that they are on really great people. And, um, yeah, they've, they've always taken care of us. And I, I just can't wait to, yeah, just spend a month with them. It's going to be so much fun.
0: Yeah, exciting times ahead, man, exciting times ahead. Well, I mean, in terms of other guests as well, of course, you then have the word alive on this record as well, which is very, very exciting. Talk to me a little bit about that collaboration as well. The track is called I Can't Feel a Thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, yeah,
1: we we wrote that one uh, as early as we wrote I Don't Give a Fuck. So that was that one's been, yeah. uh, oh, that was the first song we wrote with Zach. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was our introduction to, to, to Zach Jones was writing that song with him two years ago. Yeah. And point. then
2: the second song that we had written, which became, I lie to me, which was a completely different skeleton and fleshed out completely different, but we f- we pretty much just picked it apart, kept a pre-chorus. And then pretty much that was it really. Right. Uh, but yeah. those were the first two songs that we had written with um, was Zach Jones. Absolutely. Um,
1: then I forget how we we reached out to Telly. I mean, were we just like sending him the songs, be like, "This is what we're working on." Uh, yeah. we just we just hear you on it. We just hear your voice on the song.
2: We really wanted to be collaborative, uh, with bands on this, and we really wanted it to be. Uh, we didn't want it to be like a frontman feature. We didn't want it to be like as it is featuring Cody Carson. We didn't want it to be uh, as it is featuring um, Telly Smith. We really wanted it to be bands coming together with uh, their voices sonically. And we really just wanted to uh, bring the scene together. Obviously, The Word of live um, back before I joined As It Is, I've uh, toured with those guys before. Uh, Telly is one of the most lovely human beings on planet Earth um, through his core. He is such a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, it was one of those songs, I Can't Feel a Thing, where it's arguably probably an outlier on the album, but in a really cool way. Um, it's one of the heavier songs on on the album, um, but also it's one of those things where it, it was sitting there, and I was like, "Man, I does anyone hear Telly Smith of the Word Alive on this fucking song?" Because I feel like it was written um, written with uh, with him and in mind as like a vocal on it. And we ended up just sending it to him late one night. I think um, we went out for sushi, had an old fashioned, got in the jeep, and I just called him. I was like. Yo, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, dude, so good to hear from you. Like, la, la, la. it's like, yeah, why don't you come and sing on this song? And he's like, I'm going to go listen to it right now. And it was like one in the morning. He was in bed. He went out to his Jeep at one in the morning, listened to it five times. I said, listen to it a minimum of three times. And then just call me back and let me know what you think. And yeah, within a week he was in the studio and um, he laid it down and his voice is just, it fits so perfectly. Uh, him and Patty just smashed that track.
0: Yeah, really, really nice, really strong collaboration to see there, guys. No, it's, it's a really cool little guest spot. And I guess, you know, this leads me on to the questions of what's going to kind of come next. We know the live show plans are in there. Firstly, from a practical point of view, what stage are you guys at in terms of figuring how this is all going to work now? You know, like we said, well, there's been a few changes and everything, you have Max come over for Slam Dunk and everything, have you got as far as uh, figuring out how that new setup's all going to work yet?
1: It's sort of changing from tour to tour which is actually really exciting because we're, we're, we're sort of learning something with each sort of reconfiguration of the live setup. It's like, okay, like what really worked about this and what could we improve upon and things. Um, but just so excited to be getting back to, to doing live shows. It feels so weird and so wrong that we were only able to do like four shows through the entirety of this year. It's like, that's crazy. We used to do 175 shows a year. Um, and yeah, just and it's been really exciting to just look back, you see somebody else playing drums, uh, you, maybe you know them really well, maybe you don't. I mean, uh, my friend Luke was, was playing drums for I Miss 2003, and I don't think you, Ronnie, or Ali had ever met the guy, but he's, he's a great friend of mine, it was, it was so cool. Um, and just uh, introducing people into the, into the lineup and the dynamic and just see what works, what rocks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's changing from tour to tour, and that feels actually really, really fun. Uh, and really fresh
0: yeah again there's that spirit of collaboration <laughs> seems to be what's really spurring you guys you're gonna see a lot of, of
2: familiar uh, a lot of familiar faces sitting uh sitting on the throne uh best seat of the house you know um kind of looking looking for the as it is lens uh, throughout the next uh next touring cycle it's gonna be very exciting very fun i'm looking very much forward to it uh as much as um we miss fully dearly it was super strange you know even like to be up uh on slam dunk uh at that crowd you know and I just looked back I was like damn that's a lot of hair max you know it was, it's like it, like it hit me you know because when we were when we were prepping for slam dunk you would have thought we were we were prepping for a fucking world tour James yeah. like you would have thought we were I mean everything that went into getting us overseas to get us uh, just to meet all the guidelines and the criteria. I mean, I almost was left in LA. I almost couldn't even get into the country, um, you know? And I was like, Patty, you go, the show can go on. You just smack me on tracks, you know? And he's just looking at me. He's like, I don't want to leave you. He, he's like, I'm going to hug you now. I said, please just go. 10 minutes before the plane left, I ended up managing to get onto it. But um, you would have thought that we were getting ready to tour probably like 100 shows, 150 shows. And really it was it was such a stressful time just to get over for the four. But it was probably one of the most rewarding
0: left you hungry for more i'm sure left you really. and we really needed
2: really. it you know after uh after covid um man i think that the fans i think the bands i think everyone just needed it and you know think uh think everything to slam dunk for just making it happen um because that weekend went off without a hitch um you know shout out to everyone that worked it because what a special moment uh, I breathed the life into this band I was like you know what maybe we have another cycle in us. let's get after it, you know, and it's, it inspired us to, to really uh, power through 2022 and just to get there. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely guys. No, it's nice to see how hungry you guys are for it. Congratulations on this record, man. It's so interesting to see you guys pushing forward in this kind of new way. I'm excited for people to hear it again. I encourage the people go read this new issue with Rock Sound full interview in there all about it. Thank you as ever, boys. We'll chat to you again soon. All right.
2: hello for you. Okay. Thanks.